to all our dads out there and moms welcome to another episode of the fade you podcast thank you so much for listening to our pod please make sure you're subscribed make sure you're following us on the twitter and the instagram at fade you sports we really appreciate all of our listeners and your continued support this is episode 73 we are recording on wednesday september 15th. Uh, we are on three shows a week now. Monday is a weekend recap. Today, Wednesday, is a college football preview. And then Friday, we'll have our NFL preview. So this is the college pod. I've got Kmart here with me. I've got Neil here with me. I've got Chris Duke with me. And uh, Neil, you know, we had quite a few listens to Monday's pod because everyone wanted to hear the story about Joe shitting his pants. And, uh, and it sounded like people recognized you you were on a game show i was on a game show so monday it aired uh cbs let's make a deal with wayne brady um hats off to my my wife my wife is a game show junkie i think this is the fourth game show that she's been on and not only like and when i say on like she has been on stage with the host um playing a game so this is actually like her second time on let's make a deal she's been up and played on wheel of fortune um you know this is just kind of her thing it's her natural ability um so she got us on as uh, as a couple this time we got to go we met wayne brady um we got to go up we played a game so this was actually the very first episode of their 13th season and they told us it was going to be airing on a monday and they were starting this thing called uh, Mega Mo- Mega Money Mondays. So we got up. Wayne gives us an option that we can take whatever was behind curtain number three or take an undisclosed amount of money. Um, you know, your boy Big Nelly Buckets went for the money, clearly, at the right way to go. You know, it's Big Money Monday. How could they fail me? Um, so they pull back the curtain. Uh, behind curtain number three it is nothing it's what they call the zonk we made the right choice now it was just how much you know were we going to be walking home with um they start pulling out this bookmark and it's a three and then a five and then a zero and another zero we take home 3500 bucks as a couple um was a lot of fun this is my first time being on any type of game show like that so it was it was an experience but Certainly, uh, certainly worth the trip. Okay, Marty's our little celebrity. Just doing so much fun stuff. I guess you know I have things to look forward to in my married life too. What uh, what game show would you be on, Kmart? I was on one years ago. Like I used to do that one iota thing with some friends, and we would just like kind of you know go sit and hope. I forget what it was though. Like I just remember it being a very long show and just like i'm never doing this again because <laughs> you just have to be there all day but i don't know i'd love to be on that game show now where it's not american ninja warrior um but what's that one where like wet and wild or whatever those like it's always like uncoordinated wipe out. Wipe wipe out. Out. i would love to do that just just to see Absolutely. 
And like, 100%. worst case, I just absolutely eat it. That would be absolutely fun. Uh, as a child, I always wanted to be on that Nickelodeon show. Um, God, it was it was like in the cave or whatever, uh, Old Max Temple or something. Oh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, Man, that that was one I wanted to be on so bad as a kid. So if they bring that back, and I thought they were going to do a resurgence, you know, that that would be one I would definitely try to get on. I could see you and or Chris Duke being on Wipeout. Chris Duke, I could see you just smashing your face into a big giant red ball. Or ripping your nutsack on a log or something like that. Just eat poop. Why wouldn't I just eat poop, bro? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, let's get into some college football talk. So um, I want to hear, we've played a couple of weeks now. We've seen each team play multiple games. Let's have each of you give me something like your biggest takeaway so far from the first couple of weeks, whether it's a conference or just like an injury note or just fans being back in stadiums. Or maybe it's just something that you're still unsure of. Kyle, you start. Uh, probably for me, just getting the fans back in the stands. You know, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, I've been to both SC games. Saturday night was a pretty terrible game. Played by SC, obviously. But before the game, they did something they've never done before. They just turned all the lights out in the Coliseum. And I'm just looking at my dad like, why do they never do this, like, back when we were a top 10, always competing like this is amazing. I almost texted you guys like SC is going to lay down the hammer tonight. So glad I didn't. Cause we'd be laughing about that right now, but you know, it's, it's definitely just getting that atmosphere back. I mean, hearing the crowd create chance, you know, in the political views, you know, this year is, you know, pretty funny to see, um, you know, and other side note with the fans and, you know, even playing the 12 game schedules, it seems like injuries too are kind of coming up on a lot of teams. So those are kind of my two big takeaways, but nothing, nothing specific for me, you know, same stuff for me this week, Pac-12, Big 10, Big 12 type stuff. What about you, Neil? Um, I mean, I would say that this isn't so much of a handicapping or sports betting issue, but I think I'm just sort of grateful to simply the fact that we haven't heard anything around COVID, really. I mean, Georgia was the one had a little, you know, little pocket of something happen, but, you know, nothing. I don't think there's there's yet to be a game canceled um, in college football due to COVID. Um, you hear very little of it. Um, so I think just thankful, you know, versus, you know, last season where it was just, you know, getting sort of getting canceled sort of left and right. You, you didn't really know what was planned. I think just the fact that I think every football game that's been scheduled has kicked off, you know, I, I think we should all just be grateful that, that it looks like, and hopefully knock on wood that this continues that, you know, we really get a full season um, because it's been so much fun. I mean, that Oregon Ohio state game was so much fun just, you know, to sit back and watch um, and, you know, hopefully COVID doesn't ruin it going forward. What do you got, Chris? Yeah, that's great, Neil. I, I, the one thing as I heard this morning is the Saints maybe are like six of their staff or something like that. They're all vaccinated. You figure it out. Fully vaccinated. A bunch of people getting it. We'll yep. see. I pray to God that that doesn't affect anything. I think, you know, we're all taking a look at that line with the Saints exploding over the Panthers. We'll see. Hope, hopefully they play Sunday. But Mine is I just have a few in the top 25 I just want to keep an eye on. I really want to know who this Michigan team is. They've come out really hot. They're now ranked. Uh, I'm probably looking to fade all these teams I'm talking about. 
this week. Um, you know, Cincy, I'd love to see. We all talk about we want to see the someone else get in there, the Michigans, the, the you know, the Oregons. We want to see someone else get in this mix of the college football playoff. So the same damn people, Oklahoma gets their ass kicked every year. You know, it'd be love. It'd be great to see Cincy knock off Indiana this week, and then I think the Notre Dame later this year just take out everyone and get a small school in there. I want to see if they can go uh, to Indiana after Indiana just got destroyed by Iowa game one. We'll see if it's a smelly line. We'll talk about later, but uh, I want to see if Cincy's for real. And then UCLA, you know, they came out hot, beat a bad Hawaii team, and beat a, a whatever LSU team. But now they're only laying like ten or eleven against Fresno. And we saw Fresno give. We're going to pretty tough fight. So I want to see how UCLA comes off that huge win and they're off a bye. So we'll see if uh, they come out slow or if they come out powerhouse, like, like they have been the last couple of weeks. Good stuff there. Let's get to some plays that you guys are considering or maybe any bets that you've already made. Kmart, you want to start? Yeah. So I'm going pretty heavy again on the pack 12, but uh, why not? It's been serving me good so far. Um, Really like BYU at home. I got them at plus four the other day. Um, you know, mainly, I just, I think BYU is slightly better. They have a quarterback. You know, it's going to be his third game, Jaron Hall. You know, first week against Arizona. You know, kind of similar stuff. You know, just trying to, you know, go through a live practice, in my opinion. Getting the play calling right. You saw those progressions last week being a very good Utah team. And now they're going against, you know, a decent Arizona State team. But I just I just feel that they are slightly better. I feel like the line's way off. They should be – it should be a weird line, like minus one and a half or something. So getting plus four, um, I'm going to take that. Uh, I, I understand the, the, the trap game, the, the letdown game after the so-called big win last week. But they got a lot of games this year inside the Pac-12 you know, they have a statement to make and I'm going to, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite plays. The next one is. Kyle, real quick on BYU, real quick on BYU. You said you got it at four. I'm looking around. I still see a couple fours available for anybody who listens to the pod. Would you still recommend it if it falls down to three and a half? Oh yeah, absolutely. There you I go. mean, I was, okay. I was, I was going to buy it at, or I was going to book it at three and a half and my book had four and I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. There you go. All um, right. And, uh, yeah, so SC, you know, I snagged them at minus eight. Still, it seems a little high. I just – I. it's not that I like the firing of, of Coach, but I think this team is going to get up. They did it similar a couple of years back when they fired their previous coach and brought in Ed O. So, they're – you know, it's a road game in Pullman, Washington. Not a very fun place to play. Nothing around there, but you know, there's a lot of talent on this team. They've been fairly injury-free. I think Dante Williams is going to bring it. Players seem to like him. Uh, I understand they liked Helton, but you know, they really seem to rally around Williams. I don't know much about him yet, but I do like this SC team to bounce back in a big way because. As I mentioned Monday, a lot of things went against them. And before that pick six, they were still still in line to win that game. Uh, moving moving on. Uh, what's your uh, what's your buy price? Would you recommend that as long as it stays under ten, or is there uh, is there a limit for 
Yeah, I mean, there's no difference between, in my opinion, seven and a half to nine and a half. I mean, we saw the Niner game last week. It somehow got back to eight, but that's because they started going for two. Um, so it's it's definitely where things can happen like that. But I, I would prefer it at seven, eight. You know, but I, I just believe they're going to rally. Um, you know, I, I believe they're going to win this thing by double digits. Yeah, I'm seeing it nine at Circa, eight and a half Westgate, eight and a half Caesars. So it looks like it's kind of settling in between eight and nine. Yeah, I got lucky getting that eight. Um, and then kind of finishing up here, I like the uh, the small home fave in West Virginia. Uh, you know, they have a pr- pretty interesting quarterback dilemma. You know, their starter, Jarrett Doogie. Dougie, not too sure how to say it, but you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's thrown for uh, two games over 250. Uh, they brought in this kid last week. Um, got it. Can't find his name now. Um, somewhere in my notes, something young, but he's a dual threat. I think they're going to need him because Virginia Tech's only given up two, three scores in their two games. Both those games have been at home, so this is going to be their first road game of the year, and I definitely like West Virginia, who is a decently well-coached team, to pull up with this quote-unquote upset of the uh, uh, whatever it's called. The Hokies, yeah. Chris Duke, that's a uh, Josh Applebaum play. That's a unranked home one-and-one West Virginia team laying three points to a ranked two-and-o Virginia Tech team. Yeah, that's one of those uh, trap specials where the Dens look at it and go, what the heck, the ranked team's getting points? And uh, that's just a classic uh, where we snap call the uh, the fave there in uh, West Virginia. So Kmart's usually on those, usually keen to find those ones where there's a little value. I mean, Virginia Tech coming out beating North Carolina and beating a, um, a crappy FCS score, I think, last week. Low value here on the Mountaineers. Neil, let's throw it over to you. What are you looking at? So the first one, uh, and this is kind of a weird one because this number is sort of all over the place right now, um, is is Auburn going to Penn State? So this morning, um, this was Penn minus six, and as of right now, it's gone all the way to four and a half. Um, I'm trying to look to why, and I can't really find a reason why. Um, no real, no injury reasons that's gonna that's causing this line to go. A couple of people have just said, like, this is sort of a weird spot. Obviously, I think, you know, we've heard Franklin, Penn State's coach, is sort of the lead candidate to potentially go to SC. So there's some weirdness. But I was like, I don't think that's happening. And Kyle shaking his head. So I have no idea why this line has gone from, from six to four and a half. I think this is a really bad sort of spot for Auburn um, to go into. A, I'm not a big Bo Nix fan, never have been. I mean, this is a kid who, you know, in his road games last season had a completion percentage under 60%. And this is, you know, on, on the road last year when there were no fans. And now all of a sudden, and he's had two home games so far this year against Akron and Alabama State, which they've just routed. Um, so your first true road game for the kid is supposed to, he's got to go to Penn State, Happy Valley to play in their whiteout game. I think this is a terrible spot for Auburn, you know, to go play their first game. Um, if I can't, I, again, I booked it already at minus six. If I can't find a reason why this has gone to four and a half, um, it'll be booked again by me um, with Penn State at minus four and a half because um, it's just not making. I, I don't trust Bo Nix in this in this scenario. 
Um, second one I was looking at, and I think Kyle and I, you know, sort of went back and forth. I really like Boise State at home, laying three and a half uh, to Oklahoma State. You know, Oklahoma State's two and zero this season. Uh, they've won by a total of twelve points, and that's against Tulsa and against Missouri State, right? Where Boise gets to go home, play on the blue turf. You know, they've got the, their one loss on the season was at UCF by five points um, in a, what was a really competitive game. I just think with Bachmeyer, you know, getting to go home, there is nothing impressive. And, you know, we were all we were all texting during that Tulsa Oklahoma State game thinking that whole that Tulsa was going to take this outright. Or I mean, Oklahoma State just looked inept in a game that was at home. I don't see it getting I, I don't see this team getting any better having to go play in a you know a very unique environment like Boise State that they're not used to and they've never played at before. So um for me, give me Boise State minus the three and a half, no problem. Nice. We'll uh, we'll definitely recap all those at the end of the show. We've got more on the other side of the break. We're gonna have Chris Duke turn on his sniffer, and we're gonna get some smelly lines, and then of course we've got this scum report at the end. So that's all on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. All right, Chris Duke, turn on that sniffer. Here's a couple for you. You talked about Cincinnati earlier. Uh, they are only laying three and a half as the number eight team in the country at Indiana. I'm seeing 86% of tickets on the Bearcats. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. They're one that a lot of the public is going to uh, be attracted to, seeing the small number. They saw how bad Indiana was. And uh, what's the what's the quarterback of Indiana's last name? <laughs> Penix, right? Penis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really right. close. Really close to a male uh, part, body part. Yeah. So it's going to be. Uh, this has Dan written all over it as well. Oh, yeah. He always falls from minus three, minus four. And so uh, I'll take I'll take Indiana, uh, a team that has pretty high. I mean, they were ranked before they got demolished by uh, Iowa. So I think they're a little better than people may think. And uh, so we'll take the, the smelly Hoosiers. Chris, you also wanted to talk about Ole Miss laying 14 at home versus Tulane. Pretty big public lean, obviously, on Mississippi. I'm showing not quite 70% of bets on Ole Miss. Yeah, that's just a it just smells. I mean, Ole Miss has been looking great. We got killed against Louisville. Den was all over them against Louisville. And then they had a, a little bit of a you know weaker opponent in Austin PA last uh, week and just demolished them. Now, Tulane looked great against OU. They hung in there. Um, it just seems light. It just seems like everyone's going to look and go, man, this Mississippi team is rolling. And, and think that, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Sharps hit it and it goes like 13 and a half and people go, what the heck? It's less than two touchdowns. I'll, I'll ride the green wave, uh, the diarrhea poopy green wave, as we call them against OU, and we'll take that smell. I've got three more for you, but after this next one, I want to get Kmart and Neil to weigh in because I think there was going to be some debate here. Uh, Nevada laying two against K-State. You were going to talk about this one, Chris. Yeah, it just seems like it it smells and I know you can I know we're going to get into this and argue both sides. I just think that it 
it smells a little bit just because K-State's a bigger school, right? You got the Big 12. They're looking good. They demolished Stanford. Everyone's going to go, man, they killed Stanford who just killed USC. Everyone looks back on what they just saw. And this Nevada team beat like a pretty probably rather, you know, they'll probably be a 500 team when it's all said and done, maybe below a Cal team. Just think that it's smelly. Why is Nevada going and laying minus two at K-State? It just smells. I always say, if it smells, go ahead and take it. But I can see why uh, people would disagree with me. Kmart, take it away. It's it got a lot to do with the injury, right? Yeah, I mean, Skylar Thompson's out, so I don't I don't know what the you know look line was on that. So that could be telling. Um, you know, it's probably baked into it a little bit. I don't think there's going to be that much of a drop off. I'm not, you know, don't, don't shoot me Kelly, but uh, not a big fan of Skylar Thompson. He's not all that impressive. He's more of a game manager. They have, you know, their backup in Will Howard, you know, he's a sophomore. He, you know, looking at his high school numbers, you know, he was very good, obviously, you know, getting, getting picked up to go to a decent school. I mean, you're going to, you're going to have that, but I mean, guys, you got to remember this is college. This isn't the NFL. There, there shouldn't be, if you recruit well, there shouldn't be that much of a drop off. And, you know, Skylar Thompson to me isn't whoever. I, I'm not, I'm not fond of any quarterback this year. It's not last year of the Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence's, Zach Wilson's, Trey Lance's, who kind of came onto the scene late there. But, um, I'm not, I'm not putting too much stock into that. I think um, turnovers will probably be a big play into this, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take the home dog. Um, You know, I'm seeing ticket counts are fairly split and yeah, I'm going to go with the, uh, the home, the small home dog. Neil, let's throw it over to you. I know you were a big fan of the Nevada team uh, going into that first week against Cal. They got down early and then really had an impressive rest of their game. Where are you at on this one? So this is this is sort of an interesting one because I only made two bets in week one, and it was Nevada in their game, which won, and it was Kansas State in their game, which won. So, um, you know, this really pits the two of them together. To Kyle's points and what Skyler Thompson is, is as, a, as a game manager, I would 100% agree he is a game manager, but really that's what their program is built on, right? Can, Kansas State's not like, a you know, some of these other big – big uh, 12 schools that are, you know, going to go out and they're going to put up 45 in a game. Like they're, they're very, the two teams really Kansas state and Nevada are similar to each other in regards that they are just, they're disciplined, they're well coached, they're well run programs. Um, and this is my problem. So with, with Will Howard, who's coming in now, again, Skylar Thompson can't keep himself healthy. So he, when Skylar Thompson went out last year, Will Howard came in for him last year Will ha- Will Howard's stats, he had a completion percentage of 53.6 on 90 completions and 168 attempts for 1,100 yards, had eight TDs and 10 interceptions. This is, again, Kansas State's in the Big 12, not the SEC, right? So you have eight, a guy, a kid that had eight touchdowns to 10 interceptions. You don't, had to come into the game last week, no touchdowns, one interception so you have a 8 td to 11 interception ratio i haven't checked lately but joe and joe's not on that's not good though i don't think and i would ask joe if he was here um to a very and you just have a very disciplined nevada team who went on the road and beat a good cal team 
Um, I just think that the more disciplined team who's, you know, has cohesion is Nevada. They're just, they're going to be able to go into Kansas state and come away with, with a win. Um, I mean, that's the, that's the handicap. I think Skylar Thompson is more valuable to this than I think a lot of people think Um, to that point. I also, it's kind of square where, you know, with that a quarterback's out the, the totals at 50 and a half. I think that I'm pretty sure that this goes under um, that total with the, you know, being that it's just going to kind of be a slow slug him out run first, especially from Kansas state side, um, you know, just keep the chains moving hopefully. But I, I, Nevada to me, Nevada is the team that wins this game outright. Chris, we can't let you get off the hook without giving a take on Fresno state going up against UCLA, who you mentioned right at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm seeing 11 that UCLA is laying. Does this one smell a little bit to you? Yeah, a little bit. I wonder if it'll be our, do you guys see the ticket counts or anything? I saw 11 and a half or 12 earlier. I don't know if, you know, the heavy money's hitting it. Um, Fresno State historically plays the Pac-12 very tough. I mean, we saw them earlier this year, almost beat Oregon outright. They covered against USC last year. So I think they'll come. They, they know that this is their, you know, they treat this as a playoff game, as their Super Bowl. They want to beat the big dogs. And uh, they'll be feisty, and I'm just interested to see if, like, even maybe, you know, if Den's a Den might mess with, like, a first quarter, first half. And I'll really like that because uh, maybe, you see, uh, you know, Fresno hangs early and, uh, you know, has a – UCLA might have a little hangover after the LSU and then maybe come back. But I think it's a little low for a top 13 team against unranked. Again, it's kind of like Ole Miss and Tulane. Kyle, Neil, you got anything on any of those that Chris went over? Uh, maybe the UCLA game, maybe Cincinnati, maybe Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, to the to the points on Fresno State and to answer his question, it's about a 40-60 ticket count and, and money count. So I would definitely lean on Fresno State for all the reasons he mentions. They always play the Pac-12 tough. Um, not to go historical here, but you know, n- never forget that game against SC back in 2005. I think, man, with Reggie Bush, just one of the best games at the Coliseum, especially in that fourth quarter. But you know, they they have an up and coming um, program as yeah, well. Yeah. So it's just it, it'll just be fun to see. It'll just be fun to see. Okay, how good is UCLA? Um, you know, LSU had some issues with you know the hurricane couldn't practice blah 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 you know excuses excuses you know UCLA kicked their butts in all the ways that mattered um so it'll be this will be a nice test to see um I'd honestly be with the public I'd probably lean Cincinnati Fickle has a great defense um I I I don't know I don't know if I really want any part of the home dog in that situation so I'll probably pass um I feel like there was I feel like there was another one I do like San Diego State again, plus nine against Utah. Just that seems to be rising up. And kind of side note for Neil on the uh, Penn State, I think that line's just dropping because Sharps hit it. And a few injuries on the defensive front for Penn State. But other than that, I kind of agree with you. That wideout's going to be freaking awesome. And I'm not going to trust Bo Nix in a primetime game. Yeah, I, well, I'm really interested to see if that's a den um, underdog, square dog special. I think I'll, I've heard a lot of people say they lean Auburn here. Uh, it's kind of an apple bomb play too with the two home team or two ranked teams. You take the home one laying points. 
So if uh, that line comes down, just more value on Penn State. So we'll see where – interesting to see where Den will weigh in on that one. All right, just a few minutes left today. Should we should we put the poop suit on? Gonna wade yeah. in some sewage, Chris. Why not, Dad? All right, let's get stinky. So here's one for you. I've got New Mexico. They're two and zero. Here's the murderers row they've beaten up on: Houston Baptist and New Mexico State. They are going to Texas A and M and getting twenty nine and a half. I got eighty percent of tickets on A and M. <laughs> yeah that seems that seems low kind of wouldn't you think it'd be like 35 or more I mean, oh especially yeah a&m's coming off a, a tough win that's actually one i was going to mention i could see uh i could see colorado getting their butts kicked by minnesota after everyone thinking man they played a&m real tough they barely lost to that that top five school and then uh the gophers come in mr fleck maybe fleck will go to sc kmart just kidding but yeah so i, I don't know uh that's a weird one in the twenties with a team that just barely beat New Mexico State by nine. It's almost a one-score game, and they are scum. So that'll be very yeah. That'll be the public central on AM. Oh yeah, yeah, eighty percent or higher. Uh, here's one honorable mention: Rice getting your ass absolutely blown in by Houston last week. That was a that was a fade den loser. I've got Rice getting twenty five and a half at Texas. So they get their ass kicked by Houston. Now they get to go play Texas, who's getting 85% of the bets. Yeah, everyone's going to be on Texas going, man, they got their ass kicked by Arkansas. They got to come home and and win, you know, against a fellow uh, Texas school, Rice, right? Yeah. Um, we'll see how prime time that is. Den really stays away from a lot of these, like, smaller schools that play. I mean, Houston was a – Houston was a big time because it was at like a one o'clock. He chose three games at that one o'clock spot along with the Miami. And he was on Texas. Actually, we were on Arkansas. So yeah, we'll see if he chooses to play that one. But sometimes when they're in the twenties, he stays away and he looks for more around the minus 10 minus 14 area, which, which Alabama is this week. So we'll see. We'll probably be on the Gators, you know, knowing then. Here's another one. Here's another fade den loser. Uh, they hung in okay for a while, and then Coastal Carolina pulled away from them. You want scum, I'll give you Kansas. They're getting 17.5 at home versus Baylor. Only 92% on Baylor right now. Yeah, I, I heard that line opened up at uh, 14, 15. It's all the way up to almost 18, I think. Oh, man, this team. They had Coastal Carolina just dead to rights cover, and then they just piss it away with a – god-awful special teams and defense so yeah um that'll be that'll be one i wonder if dan will pick that one out because he likes to just pick his bottom of the barrel pack 12 and big 12 and just bet against them oh yeah two more this one is a, i've got 94 percent of tickets on liberty old dominion yeah. is coming to town getting 27 and a half they just beat mighty hampton and now they're getting 27 and a half against Liberty. Yeah, a lot of people have high hopes for Liberty this year. And uh, I know Old Dominion got uh, got demolished by one school already and uh, beat Hampton. Yeah, uh, man, how do you how do you not take Liberty in this one? These are the ones where you're just like, like you said, hence everybody, 90 percent of people are on it. Right. You got to ride with the Old Dominion. 
This is one of these ones like last week, Matt. Let's just take it just because it's so disgusting. Let's just fire away. Yeah, you're only interested in these if you want to just live in the poop. And this next one, I saved this one for last. I can't remember a team off to this shitty of a start in years. Here's some results for you. Week zero. Week zero, 45 nothing at Fresno. Week one, lose to Holy Cross. Last week, home. 49 nothing versus Purdue. Chris, you called it. The Yukon Huskies are contender right now for scum of all time. And this and now they are getting 34 against Army. Wow, they might be. I think that's a little light too. I was shocked that it was only 30. I thought I saw 31. Maybe it's steamed up. They are uh, what who was it, guys? Uh was it a year or two ago? Was it uh Akron or was it one of those teams in the Mac? was just just got demolished every game again i think they were like two and ten against the spread it was like and den was on the opposing side because they'd be on like tuesday or wednesday night action every week and we just hold our nose i wonder yukon's going to be that team this year i'm actually surprised i didn't hear uh in oklahoma minus 22 against nebraska yeah that's that's up there as well uh that's definitely yeah. some poop uh yeah, God yeah, bless anyone betting on the Huskers. Uh, I think so. Not, I, I think that's early. Mm-hmm. You better better brace yourself for some, uh, you know, Dan will fade himself some, some Huskers. That feels like Oklahoma team totals over for Den. Right. <laughs> yeah. So just <laughs> mentally prepare yourself to need Nebraska if your team fade Den. Man. All right, good stuff. Just to recap, um, Kmart gave out uh, BYU, SC, West Virginia. Neil gave out Penn State, Boise State. We talked about a lot of other games that we're interested. We gave you some poop. Don't bet all the poop. Don't round robin the poop. Don't do that, Chris. Before we get out of here, just remind everybody what might happen if you bet on scum like the Huskies. You might have a little poopy week like Fade Den last week, but hang in there, folks. It's going to come back. This is Fade You.